You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. Such yes. moody, Halo-esque yes. music. Hey there, After Buzzers. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing the Defiance After Show. I am Matt Lieberman, and sitting to my left... Yes, I'm Scott Moore. All right. Very first episode I know. Ever. So exciting. This big transmedia experiment. Yes. An explosion of a, a show and a game that influence each other mm-hmm. in real time. Uh, we are we are doing the we are doing the very first episode, the pilot. Um, I I know what I thought. I want to hear what you, Scott, thought seeing this pilot. You know, knowing nothing going in. Well, knowing nothing going in, um, I actually I thought it was good. I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah. Uh, I think it also has a nice possibility for sci-fi fans, but also drawing in some people that may not be sci-fi fans into this fold. If they do it correctly, it's a fine line. But I think if they do it correctly, it'll be it could be good for both kind of fans. Yeah, I think that the the key word here is promising. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it feels like it, it's it feels like one of the last true full on sci fi shows yeah. to be on TV. It's not sci fi light. It feels mm-hmm. almost like a space show, it even does. though it is on Earth. Mm-hmm. We've got aliens. We've got prosthetics. Mm-hmm. We've got our CG. Um, we've got complicated mythology, yes. and backstory, lots of and politics, lots of backstory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, it does. It definitely had that really, like exactly what you said. That kind of space. Uh, it didn't really fit like it was in any time period here on Earth. It was yeah. really interesting. It it and it wears its its references on its sleeve. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got some Firefly in there. You know, mm-hmm, you've got definitely. you've got uh, very Han Solo type in Nolan. Uh, yep. And we, I also got a little, a little bit of a deep, a deep space nine feel in terms of the politics. It's lighter than, say, yeah. a Battlestar Galactica. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, definitely a lot of fun. Now, the mythology, and and we we hear a bit of it at the top through Arisa's uh, monologue, mm-hmm. but it is a bit more a bit more complex than it was alluded to in the show. If you've played the game, you're you're aware of this, and I just want to break it down for everyone at home that just is watched yes. the show and is a fan of the show. Yes, so, I was going to say, break it down for the people okay. that may not have played the game, too. All right, so I'm going to do this in as painful, uh, painless a way as possible, it, with no pain. So uh, about 33 years ago, mm-hmm. we saw the, the Votan ships, the Votan arcs, arrive on Earth from no- young Nolan's perspective. Uh, and, which uh, would have been now, actually. Which this would, would be... take place this this year, if you're yeah, going to do the 33-year thing, because it was 2046 yeah. where this was taking place, which I thought was kind of interesting, too. Yeah, it's a cool, speculative yeah. future. So the arcs arrive feature, uh, with seven Votan races. The the Castithans, mm-hmm. who we met in the form of the Tars. Uh, the Gulani, 
which are actually kind of like they they look like balls of light. No, we almost need like a chart here with, yeah, with a visual so we can break it down. We haven't a lot. we haven't met them yet on the show. We haven't no. met them yet on the show, but they're kind of like balls of light mm-hmm. that can't survive for long outside of these um, these sort of like survival suits. Yeah, almost like an almost like an energy type of. Yeah, they're like energy thing. beings, like yeah. like the old school Star Trek mm-hmm. energy beings. We've got the Indigenes, which we met a few of this week with Doc Yule mm-hmm. and uh, Ben. Uh, Amanda's assistant. Uh, yep. We've got the Arathians, uh, so Arisa and the Spirit Riders, uh, the Liberata, uh, the Liberata and the Sensoths. We haven't met yet. No. Uh, and then the Volge, which are the fearsome. Kind, they look, they're basically like robot orcs, kind of like that. The the battle scene reminded me a lot of Helm's Deep in the Two Towers. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, no, no, now you're like, like down to the rain and going the cliffs, down to- <laughs> and like the people on the wall. Like, absolutely, it's just guns over over. Like, Guys, there's gonna be a test at the end of this episode. No, no test. So, so these uh, these races come on the arcs, and the humans allow a small amount of them to begin to colonize the planet. Mm-hmm. However, a few of the arcs are destroyed under mysterious circumstances. And that's what started the Pale Wars, Mm -hmm. which lasted for 15 years. And only recently on the show, a few years earlier, did they end. Did they end? And now there's just sort of a... I would say almost like a ceasefire because it's sort of there's supposed to be peace, but yeah. there's just this very fragile peace of everyone living in harmony here. Well, it's because the government has kind of been shattered. Local yeah. government has has taken over, and it's all these little these townships and fiefdoms, and yes, you know, everyone's fending for themselves. Yes, although there is what, what was it called Earth Republic? Yes, was the Earth Republic was mentioned. Yeah, it was name dropped a few times, mm-hmm, but, but I don't know what that entails exactly. What part of the Earth? It kind of reminded me of the Hunger Games in a sense where you go into the future, but then it felt like very much in the past. Like, yeah, it wasn't like the normal kind of things you were thinking about. All I kept thinking in my head was, great, I definitely won't be getting my Social Security then at that point. (laughs) No Social (laughs) Security. So I was thinking, like, nothing then. Yeah. But if you're a prostitute, it's (laughs) things kind of work out. Yeah, right. I was going to say, it's good business if you you could get it as a prostitute. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about Nolan and Arisa. Uh, we find them chasing arcs uh, when when pieces of these spaceships fall mm-hmm. to Earth. It's called an arc fall, mm-hmm. and uh, treasure hunters everywhere are looking for them, and they they find this energy core. Um, and they fall pretty regularly. Uh, yeah, what we were to kind of assume at the very beginning as they're driving around. There's just bits and pieces fa- falling down around them, and tons and, of debris. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we immediately we get a sense of their relationship. Now Nolan is Arisa's adopted father. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you What did you think of their relationship? Well, was, uh, first when I when the, you know opening sequence where they're driving down the road, I was like, are they dating? Like at first it wasn't yeah. 100 clear, and I didn't realize that she was uh, alien at the very beginning either. Until, oh really? Yeah, until a couple minutes in because I was just thinking, oh okay. Um, and that's the thing, I guess, that that particular race does look very human-like, except for the eyes and the cheekbones and certain features otherwise look very human-like, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. you know. So I was thinking, oh, it's just like a future human at first. But then I realized, okay, they're not dating. She's yeah. an alien. You know, there's a whole backstory there. And and I love that, uh, that, they're, that they're not dating. They're not together. Yeah. 
Um, no, I like the whole adopted father. I, I think that was kind of a really unique thing to start yeah. off with at the very beginning. Oh, like it's something that we haven't seen in as hard sci-fi as this mm-hmm. show is, but it also helps this show lend. And I, 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 I will stop comparing the show to other things. But it's got it's so hard, much though when it's the first, I know, when it's the very first show, the, it's the very first episode. Yeah, you, you, all you have to work on is comparison. But it, like compare this to Eureka. Did you mm-hmm. watch Eureka? I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. like the pilot of I mean, that. Familiar enough with the it, pilot yeah. of that is is uh, is the U.S. Marshal mm-hmm. driving cross mm-hmm. country through yep. the Canadian woods, which you know are supposed to be California, with his daughter, yeah. who was a runaway. And this show, that's that's my biggest fear about this Mm -hmm. show, is that it will become Eureka with Aliens. Yeah, it's kind of taking a lot of influences from other shows, so we'll have to see how it pans out on its originality. Because that was one of my concerns, too, after I watched. I thought, how many things is it taking from other areas, and how can this be different and original and continue to keep keep going? Yeah. So uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, So... They get wounded in the mm-hmm. encounter with the spirit riders who uh, we see again later in the episode and they're brought to defiance, which we learn at the end of the episode is actually Nolan's hometown of St. Louis, mm-hmm. which I i mean, I don't know about you guys, but this, uh, there are very few black people in defiance, which is not St. Louis at all. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the other thing that I was kind of surprised about too. I was like, oh, right away. Like, there, there was a former woman mayor, yeah, and then a new woman mayor. Like, interesting, yeah. you know that they that they were very good with at least giving women the power right away there in this this mixed world, which I was impressed by. Well, I think in the future, with all these all these crazy men there, and I'm thinking, are they going to revert back to more barbarian type of ways? And yet they had these uh, women no. leaders here well, right away. I think I think we're we're going to see far more women leaders in the future, and yeah. in in a lot of like. I don't know. I'm drawn to like why the last man, where just yeah. you know all the men die out and women take over. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, how did how did her character get? Well, because I'm thinking the political side. Like, how did she get to be mayor? You know, Julie Benz is uh, what was it? Yeah. Amanda. I keep wanting to say Amanda Rainwater. Rosewater. Rosewater. I keep wanting to say Rainwater. Uh, like, how did she get in? She just seemed like she was a little over her head in this episode too. So it just I don't know. It was interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll find out more about her yeah. her meteoric rise. Yes, to power. I am very curious about her backstory, especially. Yeah. Um, now, I want to talk about the political situation uh, in in Defiance. We meet we when we meet Amanda uh, and her the former mayor, mm-hmm. played by Fiona Flanagan. Yes. They're dedicating uh, a statue to the Defiant Few, mm-hmm. uh, which were members of the the ninth. Battalion or the Ninth Legion and members of the Votan Army who laid down their arms and refused to fight. And Nolan is, of course, one of these defiant mm-hmm. few. So we have Rafe McCauley, mm-hmm. a human who mm-hmm. owns the uh, the mines in Defiance, yep. the richest man in Defiance, probably. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and Daytac Tar uh who is a gangster. Okay, I'm and glad I, you remember everybody's names so well because I, I, I need to write them all. I I. <laughs> I do Doctor Who, and yeah. it's like you know, you gotta know, yeah. you gotta know the details. So, uh, yeah, Detectar mm-hmm. and his wife Stama, which Stama, I did, I did yeah. have to look that up. Yep, uh, played by Jamie Murray and mm-hmm. Tony Curran, uh, genre faves from Dexter, and uh, Tony Curran played Vincent Van Gogh on Doctor Who in a great episode. Nice, but I won't cross connections there. Yeah, <laughs> good casting. Um, so Stama. Mm-hmm. She's very Lady Macbeth. Yeah. 
like completely. Like she she manipulates her husband oh, yeah. so gleefully yes. and cunningly. Which and I enjoyed watching that though. Yeah. yeah, it was good. But we've got this like Romeo and Juliet thing yes, happening. Yes, that's true. There is like that whole Romeo and Juliet yeah. kind of sub storyline going on too. But how do you, how do you feel how do you feel about that? Where do you think that's going to go? It's I you know what I I. I see the comparisons to Romeo and Juliet, but I think it's going to have to not be that exactly that way. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe it'll be something good to say for uh, later on. And I know, and and we just we just have to hope and pray that this teen subplot wears better than mm-hmm. say the teens on Terra Nova. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they want to do this whole subplot here with that storyline. Yeah, but they're definitely going to be scheming, and I love the way. Yeah. I love the way that they revealed what Daytac did does for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you think at first he's complaining about his reception at uh, at the presentation, um, and uh, you think it's he's just saying, "Oh, because I'm an alien, because I'm a Castethan, yeah, the people don't like me as much as they love their beloved Rafe McCauley." Mm-hmm. And then uh, this guy runs up to yeah, him. Yeah, it's true, because I thought it was sort of, that That was the whole thing. When, yeah. when he first said it, I didn't really go much into it from that. Yeah, he's talking about the things that he's mm-hmm. done to, for his family, and we don't know what those are. Mm-hmm. And then this poor, pathetic Stephen runs up to him with a fistful of cash <laughs> and just gets taken down a peg um, right there in the street. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So we've we've got we've got them we've got uh, just exploring more of the wider world of defiance. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the head of the whorehouse, Kenya. Kenya, yeah. Who we discover late in the game is Amanda's sister. Yes. Now you've got you've got the woman who runs the town, and you've got the woman who runs the whorehouse mm-hmm. f- from the same family. Mm-hmm. How do you how does something like that happen? Do you think, I think Scott? that it it's it's very easy to happen is if you have like the studious perfect child and then you get the other child that kind of is the rebel and the mm-hmm. black sheep of the family and th- so it made sense to me you know you have one one side and the other and yeah. maybe there were maybe we'll find out more too like how how close they are as we go along how much does she how much does each of them know yeah as far as the mayor and as far as her running her business her underground business i don't know yeah but i think it makes per- perfect sense because you do get that a lot. You know, the overachiever and then the one that never feels like they can match up. Yeah. Do you think that Amanda would judge Nolan for sleeping with her sister if it was a business transaction? If it was a business transaction? Yes. Yes. She seems very judgy. She seems very judgy. <laughs> so, yes, I would, I would rightly definitely... Rightly so. Yes, I would definitely think she would. Without a doubt. Yeah. Now, I want to talk more about... Um, I just want to note they were drinking when they first went into the bar. What was that blue stuff? It's it's the good stuff is yeah, what it is. That's what I want to know. Or they just a whole bunch of Bombay Sapphire or <laughs> that hip- was glowing or hypnotic or survived survived uh, the terraforming. Yeah, the hypnotic survived. Survived everything. the terraforming. That wouldn't actually surprise me. Yeah, uh, for it to survive uh, the end of the world. No, because Twinkies was- <laughs> and hypnotic. <laughs> yes. The only thing the only left. things to be left to eat and yes. drink for the rest of your life on Earth. <laughs> no, I always wonder because it's always kind of funny to me that the sci-fi stuff tends to end up having lots of blue glowy yeah. lit up things which I always find kind of fun yeah well our, our studio is some nice fun yeah, bluey so glow up things yeah behind us yeah um, 
so we've got we've got this uh, this plot that they uncover. Mm-hmm. You know, the lawman, the lawkeeper's killed. Nolan steps in for a mm-hmm. fee so that he and Arisa can get to Antarctica, which has become yes. this paradise. Yes, I'm, I'm thinking, wow, it's now this big, amazing tropical beachfront place because you could see the postcard at yeah. the very beginning, and it looked like it was a like Hawaii. But then, like rewatching it. He he scratched out whatever was there and wrote in Antarctica. Yeah. So it probably wasn't a picture of yeah, Antarctica. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that was just like something that he was telling Erisa, you know, to give her hope for yeah, the future. That's interesting too. Yeah, because they did scratch it out. I just figured it was sort of like the place. Maybe he didn't even know, but it was sort of the rumors. rumor. Yeah, yeah. That Antarctica is the the best place to be, and everyone mm-hmm. ends up there, and it's utopia. And he was just trying You'll to be get sipping there. blue stuff out of coconuts, yes, right on the yeah. beach there. Um, yeah, because yeah, you know they talked about him going through Denver, and that there was nothing left of Denver mm-hmm. as he was passing through. So you do kind of wonder, like, what's left of the rest of the planet? And so, yeah, yeah. I, and it, obviously, Risa doesn't like cities or towns or anything. She said that, and she feels uncomfortable there. So, could be like you said, maybe he was just saying it to give her hope to get her through. Yeah. Keep her, keep her happy. Now, I, I, I hope that the show explores more of what happened to the rest of the world because I know it's yeah. going to stay fairly local. Mm-hmm. You know, because the uh, the game takes place in San Francisco mm-hmm. or what used to be San yes. Francisco. This takes place in St. Louis, and and I, I hope that we see some episodes where they explore more of the planet, or at the very least, you know, we're seeing far off doings and schemings. Uh, potentially on the part, yeah, like, of and what our what the, what the Earth Republic is, and yeah. How much does that entail? Like you said, I'd love to see like what else is out there. Well, they were negotiating uh, something with Amanda that she flat out refused because mm-hmm. uh, the ex mayor told her to, uh, like basically offering them aid in exchange mm-hmm. for what was coming out of the mines, and she refused, showing that. You know, in the future, people people don't trust Earth Republic. Mm-hmm. the The government is not to be trusted. So you have to wonder what kind of atrocities they've wrought. Yes, in the years since the Pale Wars. Yeah, which uh, I guess we will be finding out in yeah. future episodes. So here. many tantalizing yeah, things. So, so many ways. So many different directions they could go in. Yeah, I really want to know why our ex mayor wanted to wipe wanted to wipe out Defiance. She let the Volge know where the place was mm-hmm. she had a plot in motion to make sure that uh, the defenses were down mm-hmm. the Volge would have taken everyone apart yes. why? Is it, is it what's in the mines? Is there something buried in old St. Louis potentially? I know that in the next episode or so there is going to be a sequence in old St. Louis I yeah, read there's in some, some kind of scheming is going on on her yeah. part yeah but what yeah, we, was she going to get out of it? Yeah, but what we don't know is what the uh, what Luke McCauley gave to Ben, mm-hmm. or like what why he was involved with this yeah. scheme. What we'll never know because he because he's dead. Yeah, now, obviously. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm. There's so many again. There's so many different directions I feel in my mind that it could go in, and I'll probably be wrong with all. Of them, so. yeah. Well, what's 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 your your hope of hopes going forward? Well, I hope really that they continue on character development because that's going to be very key to me on yeah. why you know why we need to feel attached to these people and this location. What is it? You know, what kind of things are we going to be looking for out of Defiance? Like, how are they going to all interact together? And so, for me, it's always going to be character development because you can have all the pretty visuals. And I thought visually, like CGI and everything, it was really well done. Yeah, they knew where to spend the they money. They knew where to have it spent. They made a great look with everything. But 
it's going to be paramount on how these characters are going to interact going forward because otherwise I'm going to lose interest pretty quick. Yeah, and and we've seen that in in some of the genre light shows that we've had mm-hmm. in recent years. You know, V or Flash Forward or uh, even Terra Nova, where you know you have this great high concept, mm-hmm. but then it's just hard to to keep it going because you don't forward. you don't care about anybody. No, and, and you don't care about anyone, and and that's the thing. And keeping it keeping it to a point where it makes sense too. Yeah. That things are happening and that it doesn't just come out of left field and you're, then you're just kind of okay. Okay. It's too, yeah. I would say coming out of the pilot, Erisa is probably the most sympathetic character. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You know, yeah. she, she she watched Nolan murder her parents and mm-hmm. she loves him for mm-hmm. it, um, which which begs the question, how horrible were they? You know, we see the Arathians are these very vicious, mm-hmm. fierce warriors uh, living on the fringes of society. And why is she not like them? Yeah. Well, you have to assume it's Nolan's influence. But, like, you know, I think I, what I really want to see is I want to see more of Nolan's vulnerability and and see why why is he such a rogue, you know? Like, we, we got a lot of backstory from him, yeah. but not a lot of development we, we he's he's a type we've seen before yes definitely he's and that's what he is like grant bowler is well cast he plays him he well he does yeah i thought that was great casting actually i think the whole cast is actually it's really, re- a really, really well cast show yes. and and uh i yeah i want to see him to get developed i loved our our doctor doc yule yes i did too which like <laughs> she did some amazing work with with what could have been a throwaway part mm-hmm. like the like you immediately get her point of view mm-hmm. from the oh from the her first line, and she just owns every scene. Yeah, that she's she was in. great. Yeah. yeah, I loved her little uh, little one liners too. And you know, he says you can't pay her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, get out. Yeah, just get out. She doesn't care. She doesn't have time yeah. for it. Being being a doctor on the fringe, there's mm-hmm. no time. I loved her her tool too. The little oh yeah, like the plasma cutter. Yeah, or that was, was great. Yeah, and her her little exchange with I loved all the little energy yeah. weapons. I, I mean, I'm a sucker for energy. See, that's weapons. what I'm saying. I like all that stuff too. Yeah. Anything that glows, <laughs> except for except for drinks. Apparently, <laughs> no, I am. I just want to okay. know what's in them. You just want to know. I want to know when I'm ingesting. I want to know what that main ingredient drink. is. But that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm just yeah. a sucker for things that glow. Sucker you for have blue glowing. You have me. It doesn't take much to impress. Me. Well, internet, you you heard it yep. here first. Scott is a sucker for this show because right. it's wall to wall blue stuff. Mm-hmm. And my birthday's coming up, so just send something to me with something that glows. Oh my god, the toys from this show are going to be insane, right? Yeah, yeah. So I love the I love I love the doc. That okay. was I think just my favorite. You know, not necessarily a, I wouldn't say a lead character, but mm-hmm. very important character that we're going to see more of. Yeah, I and- just I loved her. I thought she was fun, and it kind of added a little balance to what else was going on there. Mm-hmm. And I loved the chemistry between our new deputy law key- our deputy law keeper mm-hmm. and Arisa while she was locked up. Uh, he kind of reminded me a little bit of like a young Keith David, um, who. W- <sighs> I'm trying, like, I, I mostly just, you mostly just know him for his voice, but regardless, I feel like if there was anybody on the show who she's going to wind up in a relationship with, it's him. I can see it already. And yeah. it's like, it's going to be weird, and it's like, it's going to be one of those comedy relationships where, like, it's just, it's, they're so mismatched that it works. Mm-hmm. And then, of oh, course, okay. I see it. No, I could, yeah, no, you're right. I could see it, too, because they already had kind of a thing going on in this first episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless the leader of the Spirit Rider sticks around and tries to lay his steampunk hands on our <laughs> beloved Arisa, which Nolan won't be having. 
We'll sick uh, we'll sick a bio man on him. Yeah, that ridiculous bio man. He was huge. <laughs> he was massive, and he, he had a serial number. Which I mean, I assume I guess he's a genetically engineered yeah thing. Yes, yes. That's what I took away from that too. There was, okay, there's definitely some things going on there being genetically altered. Cool. Yeah. Any any other any other uh, points? Things that stuck out at you? Things that you loved? Things that you hated? Uh, before I move on to my next point. No, I, I the only thing that again I think is that just need to see some clarity as we move forward on because there was just a bunch of you know how pilots are there's just a bunch of stuff going on what's going to be the big stuff that we're going to see going forward knowing the character development I want to know Nolan's backstory a little bit more yeah the whole outlaw stuff what happened um, and I also kind of want to get a better idea too of um, how everyone's going to kind of come together in defiance I just. It just feels like is there going to be another war? It just feels like that that fra- it's such it's a fragile so fragile piece that yeah. it just feels like it's going to explode at any minute. I, I definitely agree, and I just want to take a quick second and uh, encourage everybody who's listening or watching the yes. show uh, that uh, to subscribe to us on yes. iTunes and please fancy iTunes. Yes, and please uh, give us a rating and a comment. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback as the show goes forward. It's a brand new show; we're all yes. becoming fans together. So let's be that's, a community. That's fun that we can kind of start off together. Yeah, and watch it as it progresses. Yeah. So let us know what you think about the show, about yeah, what definitely. we're doing, anything that you spotted that you think we. We need to talk about. Yes, please let us know. Yeah, we you know we love our fans here at AfterBuzz, and now AfterBuzz is actually this is very recent now streaming on uh, iPhones, iPads, tablets, Android. Uh, so you can watch our shows live. You can also anywhere. find old episodes anywhere, anywhere you that are. you have a data connection. Yeah, it's pretty we fantastic. Live in the gosh darn future, Scott. I know, we do. Yeah. The Jetsons thought of everything except the internet. They did, right? You know? Except that, you know, still no flying cars. Still no flying cars, but we have the cars. internet. But, but I, would, I, would, I would argue that the internet is a far bigger innovation than any flying car could be. True, but have you ever sat in traffic in L.A.? Okay, fair. Fair, fair, I Scott. Use that flying car. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm most interested in our core mysteries. Uh, we have sort of the underlying mythology of the show. What happened mm-hmm. to Earth? The terraforming technology that transformed it. Yes, definitely it. a terraforming technology. Yeah. I do want to know about that as well. Yeah, Good which, point. which was unleashed uh, by the Votans mm-hmm. after, uh, after the discre- destruction of the Arcs. Who destroyed the Arcs? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Um, and, and, you know, like it caused this war. Was there a purpose in that? Was someone trying to wipe out everyone on the planet? Yeah, was there a bigger a bigger reason behind yeah. it? And are the same people who were behind the the destruction of those arcs behind this plot in Defiance? Mm-hmm. We know we have a face to it with um, with Theonia Flanagan. We don't know who she works for. Is it Earth Republic? Mm-hmm. Is it and who is the Earth Republic? Who is the exactly? Earth Republic? Who are they? Who are the E reps? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll meet them over the course mm-hmm. of the season. Um, I definitely want to start playing the game so I can get a sense of the larger world. Yeah. Uh, my, but here. my biggest hope for the show is that we see what all great sci-fi shows do, which is to use the lens of science fiction to talk about larger issues, political yes, issues. Like, like Star Trek, I yes. always thought did beautifully with that. Talking exactly. about larger issues of the day through the, the storylines. Yeah. So I'm hoping the same thing. Well-drawn characters mm-hmm. who are dealing with uh, group dynamics 
and dealing with the the struggle of maintaining a society on the end at the end of the world basically yeah, and a very fragile society that's barely held yeah. together here you know like while nolan is effectively our sheriff of our frontier town mm-hmm. i don't want murder of the week episodes or at mm-hmm. least not many you can have a few no if but, they if they make sense for yeah. the plot and the overall story direction sure but not just to have them to kind of throw away absolutely make sense otherwise okay um I think that's everything that I have to say about this episode. Scott? Yeah, no, that's uh, right there with you. All right. Well, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, After Buzz puts out 60 shows a week. Uh, so if you like this show, then uh, I'm sure you'll like some of our others. You like the other 59 shows out there? The other 59 <laughs> shows. Um, Scott, where where can our uh, where can our listeners find you? Well, uh, you can see me on Sunday nights with the uh, Celebrity Apprentice after show for the next couple weeks, and you can find me on Twitter at sman80. That's S M A N eight zero. Okay, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. I'm also here on AfterBuzz on the Doctor Who after show as well as the Mad Men after show. And if you're in LA and you love live comedy, you can see me the first Sunday of every month at the IO West Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, six three six six Hollywood Boulevard, at seven thirty p.m. as a member of DJ Fawcett. Thank you guys for listening. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 